Hey, it's Owen. I was getting a little cooped up inside, so I decided to go out. So I'm currently walking around my neighborhood. It's a stretch of sidewalk that I've seen hundreds of times. But within these sidewalks, there's truth. There's truth in your sidewalks, too. It's easy to walk down your sidewalk and see nothing. Probably just because you've seen it so many times, you're just so used to it. But when you put your creative goggles on, and maybe even bring a pencil and a little notebook, you look around and begin to notice the mundane details of life. The stuff that largely gets overlooked. While I walk, I look around and I write down every single detail that piques my interest about the space around me. That could be an old woman with a red jacket crossing the street, or a bird chirping, or a single shoe next to a dumpster, or a patch of dirt next to a patch of grass. The important thing is to capture that detail that can only be captured because you saw it. It's not important that the details be the most interesting thing in the world. The fact that you saw that detail, in a way, paints a self-portrait as much as it is painting that detail. It's a way of finding your voice, and after about a 10 minute walk, you'll likely have a good list of various detailed things that you saw. That's your choice what you want to do with that list. You could simply throw it out. Sometimes this exercise is merely useful in a therapeutic sense, more than for a creative endeavor. Because it's just kind of fun and relaxing. But if you hold on to it, you could use it for a good number of things. For writing, for poetry, or a song, or crafting metaphors, or it could probably even help with painting. Heck, you could cut up all the words and glue them down in a different order on a blank piece of paper. What this list gives you is a place to start, and rich, experienced details to bounce off of. Now this is just one of many exercises that can help you on your creative endeavors, but I bring it up because this particular exercise became the foundation for the song me and my guests wrote for the podcast this week. Welcome to the second episode of the Songshare Wisdom System. I'm Owen Mysterovich. In this episode, I had the pleasure to write and record a song with Taylor Berghoff. Taylor sings, writes, and plays bass in a Chicago band called Lenny. And if you tuned in last episode, you might be like, hey, I remember that name. And that's because in the last episode, I worked with Ryan Orda, also from the band Lenny. What can I say, guys? Lenny is just so good that I had to do a part two. Also, Taylor is a good friend of mine, and I always enjoy working with her. It's just good old fun, and even with our time restraints, we're able to get down to business while also goofing around to the max. And the song that we made turned out wonderful. So I hope you enjoy the episode. thing it seemed like we talked about the structure of the song and how we wanted to go about the process of creating it like I know you had done the song with Ryan and it was a very loose kind of more what I was talking about with my electronic stuff where it's just building 
and like letting it flow. And I think we, the first thing it seemed like we decided was we wanted it to be semi-normal structuring. So that seemed like where we started. It may not be where we ended up though. It may not be where it ended up. So I think we started talking about country music. <laughs> and then I was interested in how you, we were talking about the simplicity of it, which I think was related to our like, okay, this is what we want the form to be simple as well as the actual song. And then you played a little, you're like, oh yeah, you know, like this type of structure. And I was like, wow, I really like that. Let's just use that. And that's that kind of became our, um, we started there with like the verse chords ultimately. And then it seemed like we... I was like, okay, let's, you were messing around, basically. I was sitting on this side, you were messing around with, like, the way you're playing it, uh, the rhythm of it, and then we decided, kept building, try a couple chords out. Oh, that sounds good for the chorus. And then I think we had a bridge segment we eventually also built because we found some other chords we liked and we wanted to fit it in. And that's maybe where it got a little different or odd in the structure. Yeah, it got weirder later, but starting out we just had like G to C to A minor to B minor, basically the sad country chords. And then we expanded on it and added some little twangy guitar fills. Yeah, we started by getting some of that structure down and then we were like, okay, this is feeling good. Let's start thinking about what we want to write lyrically about. And we took... You're like, okay, let's go on a walk. Let's go on a walk, <laughs> which is great. Every, we all need to get out of the house these days. <laughs> and um, he said, well, this is an exercise I did in my poetry class, and we'll write down things that we see. And I remember the way you put it. You're like, these things that you see that you have to be there in order to write them down. So that means basically a little bit more specific oddities um, like one of the things I wrote down, I remember was like a can of empty, like an empty can of beans under a car, someone's car tire. If you try this exercise at home, you'll probably end up with some equally weird details, but that's partly what makes it interesting. So we went around, spent like 30 minutes, left our Zoom thing, um, wrote what we saw down, came back, um, and... Snow seemed to be a common theme. I didn't, we didn't end up reading through everything, but you read through a couple ideas and I, I think I really connected with them and I saw you were kind of talking about the brightness and the excitement that the snow was melting and people seemed to be happy and I, it was a real gray day on my side and it, there wasn't snow, but I was like, oh, okay, maybe we could get a little brightness i'm talking more about the sludge on my side and then we it seemed to build we kind of grabbed onto one idea that started on your end and we started um both agreed on it basically the concept was to have two different vocal parts my part is from the perspective of someone who's looking at the snow slowly melting and thinking wow things are getting better and Taylor's part would be more pessimistic, looking at the snow melting and seeing the dirty sludge left behind. That was sort of the basic concept going in. Neither of us felt that we had to keep it that way. If the song wanted to go a different direction, then it would. 
that seems like such an important part of the creative process is not initially getting hyper attached to things, especially when you're collaborating, getting attached. <laughs> you got to be open to the that flow. Thanks, Flo. Thanks, Flo, <laughs> from Progressive. <laughs> but now we had the basic structure of a song. It was probably time to start laying down some tracks. But we had to find a tempo and a click to play to. And personally, I don't love playing to metronomes, so I patched in a drum machine part that I felt matched the feeling of this concept. And that actually makes sense for that drum track, because that drum track is very, that, 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 it's like almost like a double speed metronome. Oh yeah, I, for, I forgot that you, you recorded the scratch track to that. And then we added those little cricket clicks. I forgot about that. Oh, right, we, which we added after the initial drum track. And that was just a synth click sound that I had that I put a little delay on. Which the idea with that was that it, yeah, it sounds like crickets of some sort. And I think with the idea of like country in our heads, we're like, ooh, folky in the backwoods in the south or something. At this point, we both sort of began hitting a creative wall. I think we were both just tired and recording wasn't the only thing we had to do that day. So we had to end somewhat early. But now we had a foundation for our song. I think part of being productive and making good art is actually goofing around sometimes. And sometimes you can't just write and record an entire song in a single day. We want to get it done at some point, but you don't want to you don't want to impose too much seriousness on it cuz then you get you get into that critical mindset, you get into the this is work and this isn't play and I feel like having those little moments, I mean, not sometimes it can be, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes of just talking about you know, Arthur Russell or farts. Oh my God, we literally talked about farts for 40 minutes. And everybody is lucky we didn't put farts in this song because we I was pushing it. I was like, we need to put farts in this song. But farts are such a great example. Like what's, what's the more lighthearted than a fart? Like, and that's what you need. You need that to like, you know, I, I think. It's honestly so true. If you had fun while recording, then you will probably feel better about what you made. Even if you're making the most serious piece of art, it's good to have some humility about it. And even though our session was coming to an end, the creative energy was starting to bloom. Yeah, one of the last things actually that we did when we were kind of falling off and I had to get going to class, I picked up the bass because I was hearing, I was hearing kind of a groove in the song and I wanted to emphasize it with the bass. And then I was messing with the bass at the very end of our session, and I came up with a part that I really liked, and I showed it to you quickly, and then we ended up leaving, and you, were, you liked it also. So that was the first thing that I ended up throwing down, um, and I did all the recording. We weren't together. Um, but you sent me, yeah, the bounce. I put that in to Ableton. Um, I knew I wanted that bass track, so I spent a couple times doing a scratch track of that. 
And then I picked up, I think the keyboard was the next thing I picked up. Um, kind of wanted to emphasize some of those swells I could hear. Hey, that, that seems to work pretty well with sticking with the simple theme, right? We're kind of letting that original guitar shine, but we're pulling out emphasized parts of it. Taylor also began developing vocals in part B and part C of the song. So this song isn't laid out in the standard verse-chorus, verse-chorus, bridge-chorus way. It's more like A, B, C, A, B. But anyway, Taylor added two really cool vocal parts that just added a lovely melody. And once again, I kind of went with the emphasis idea uh, rather than trying to scoot my vocals into that, which just felt like it was crowding your vocals. Um, another thing with how high it's being sung, um, I was trying to do harmonies with your voice uh, at my normal range, not my like falsetto. I don't even know. Is that is this is that just like a super falsetto? Yeah, I'm singing pretty high in that one part. And my face is warm. Ah, ah. I knew I didn't want forward vocals, but in terms of creating a melody and also coming not from, maybe it feels more magical because I'm not coming from music theory background. So it's much more about feeling than it is about choosing a scale. Composing this song was all about feeling, trusting yourself and going with your initial decision. And at this point, we had decided that the song was virtually finished. The only thing now was to clean it up. This is where mixing and editing came into play. In the spirit of emphasizing the emotion of the song, I started taking things out. Firstly, instead of having the drum machine run throughout the entire song, there are moments where it fades in and out. This is also when we started adding delay effects to the vocals. And we just made sure that everything was sitting where it needed to be sitting in the mix. Finally, we gave this song a fade out because fade-outs have a way of feeling endless, and it just seemed to fit the song. So, please enjoy our song called Two Warm Faces.
trucks drive too quickly Because the snow is missing They miss the clear roads and the blue sky You can find Taylor's solo music at bergie.bandcamp.com. That is spelled B-E-R-G-E-E dot bandcamp.com. Taylor's Instagram handle is at tayboogie, all one word with zeros for the O's and boogie. Once again, you can also find Taylor's band Lenny at lennyiscool.bandcamp.com. That's spelled lennyizcool.bandcamp.com. You can find my band Paddlefish at paddlefish.bandcamp.com. I've also got a new solo record that should be out by summer, so stay tuned for that. This podcast is released on Aluminum Boy Records. It's a label I started with my dad, the goal of it being to help out my friends by helping them release their records. But we're already working on a few conceptual art projects as well, so stay tuned for that. Our website is aluminumboyrecords.com. Thank you for listening to the Songshare Wisdom System. My name is Owen Mysterevich.